This is episode number 241 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Inner Fight Podcast. My name is Mark Smith, founder of InnerFight.com. In this podcast, I'm joined by Phil Hesketh and Ben Davies. The title, Starting from the Bottom. Everything you need to know to get your fitness journey underway and to stand you in good stead for your future in the gym. Of course, massive thanks to our show sponsors, Kareem. Download the Kareem app, sign up and register with a valid credit card and use the promo code INNERFIGHT for up to 100 dirhams off your first ride. And remember, if you're coming to the gym with Kareem, use the promo code INNER. If you're leaving the gym, use the promo code FIGHT for 10% off your rides with them. No matter where you are in the world, thanks for tuning in. Let's jump right in. This is it, as the title suggests, starting from the bottom, starting from the start, starting from ground zero. I'm joined by Ben. Ben. Morning. 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 It is morning, no matter where you are in the world, where we're recording, it's morning, Philip. Yes. Morning. There we go. Morning. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be an interesting one, actually, because what what we're trying to do is, is sort of have a discussion around starting fitness, starting CrossFit, starting your journey with us here at Innerfight, and just to understand the, I guess, some of the things that you might be going through when you start out, and there's there's obviously a lot of questions that people do ask, but before we jump into that, I think it's important that we all share our personal experience of starting, starting CrossFit, or starting functional fitness, or in your case, Ben, I want to ask you, when was the first time you did bench press? Very unfunctional <laughs> bench press. <laughs> I think I was about six, 15 or 16. Wait, yeah. is that long? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. I was younger so than you. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Is that because you, you didn't want to start or you weren't allowed to be in the gym? That, the minimum age at the gym that I started at was 14. Yeah. That was the only one. That was it the was, youngest I could get into. I didn't have any time. I was doing so much sport and playing different sports. Oh, I just yeah. de- generally didn't have time to go into the gym. No time for bench. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sad. I learned to make time very quickly. <laughs> Mate, let's fast forward a little bit to sort of the your introduction to, to CrossFit. I know we spoke about this in a previous podcast, but it doesn't matter. Give us your first taste of, of sort of what it was like for you, because I think that's what a lot of people when they're starting CrossFit they sort of look at maybe us as coaches and say oh it's easy for you guys but we all had the same thing so what was it like for you at the start yeah as difficult as it is for for anybody else you yeah. walk in the gym you don't you don't know what the words mean you don't know <laughs> as Phil posted last week you don't know what a snatch is and a clean jerk yeah. uh, it's, it's just as difficult for us yeah it was as difficult for us as, as it is for anybody else and I, I know it can be intimidating yeah. Um, but in my experience, everybody kind of that I was uh, around and, and in the gym with were, were more than helpful, yeah. uh, more than happy to help with anything. What, let, let's go through because I think the first the first five minutes is probably the most intimidating. Did, yeah. did, did you find that? Um, yeah. yeah. You, you don't know anybody. You're quite yeah. nervous. You're a little bit apprehensive about what was to come. Yeah. You're, you're, quite confident that you can like your fitness levels are good but yeah. at the same time you don't know what anything is so right. you, you don't know how to do things how does it progress though what what did you leave that first class feeling like uh i felt great yeah. i mean the, the first class that i did uh you instantly have 15 20 friends yeah uh, everybody yeah. in there is seems to be very very friendly uh everybody who especially comes here yeah um and just left feeling great. I, I had a great workout. Still didn't know everything there, there is to know about CrossFit, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But understood uh, that session yeah. and, and left feeling that uh, I could come back and yeah. I'd made friends. So it wasn't so intimidating going the, back the, the, next, the next time. time. Now, mate, you, you've obviously you've taught for us a lot of the introductory classes here at the gym. You've also taught a lot of the base fitness classes. Do you find that as well? Like if someone can get to sort of that last... the sort of halfway through or two-thirds through the session then they re- you see that they actually start to enjoy it and then they come back the next day and it's like they've been around forever yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely they i mean when whenever a group of people is working out and working as hard as they can yeah there's there's a certain bond that that, that can't really be described yeah i mean everybody's kind of working as hard as they can together and they, they're going through the same things yeah um and then as soon as the workout's finished they all kind of give each other a high five and yeah. friendships made straight away yeah phil did you speak to anyone the first time you went into a <laughs> crossfit gym were you the, fir- the first time i went in was with the rugby team right and we just kind of hired it for so right. the, the crossfit coaches were 
that at that gym were, were coaching us, but we were the only ones um, in in our hour doing it right, together. Right. So it kind of knew different. everyone, but yeah. it it was kind of different in that, like I was one of the ones that was super excited to, when they were sort of explaining it all to us, like. Yeah it was all like really cool and it, it was really hard yeah. but I really wanted to do it and then obviously some of them on the team didn't really care that much and, yeah. and saw it more as like something that they had to do rather yeah. than what they wanted to do so right. then uh, the the and you could tell like there was kind of people before that had just finished the class and the ones that were starting the new class kind of looking at us like you know who are these guys blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so yeah. maybe a little bit still a little bit intimidating in that way because yeah. you were kind of on but there. is it, is it intimidations come up sort of from all three of us straight away? Isn't it like any other environment that we go into for the first time, or is gym intimidating for other reasons? What do you think? No, it was actually it was better than when I would go to like um, the, the normal type gyms that I went to before. Then yeah, and you yeah. kind of went in on your own. You just yeah. you just signed a paper, and then we're left to just kind of go in and yeah. there's all these like uh, some of the, you know the gyms that I were at some like some huge guys yeah, yeah, and you know yeah. they're taking up all the dumbbells and you're like oh can I borrow those please <laughs> can I borrow those five <laughs> dumbbells like, and you know they, they look at you and as soon as you sort of progress the, you, you know you're trying to put too much weight on it that you know maybe you can't lift and they're already everyone already looking at you in a bad way yeah that you know look at this guy thinks he can do this this that you know yeah whereas at, at CrossFit it, very quickly you realise that that's not kind of why people are look, looking at you yeah 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 it's, it's, it's not the same yeah, yeah they're trying to sort of help you i mean yeah. I, that was one of the things that i remember was as a youngster going into a gym especially because the gyms that i used to go into had so many mirrors so no matter what angle i was doing something yeah. at someone would be able to see me doing yeah. it wrong and you always you always did think that people i guess you always thought those bigger guys were looking at you and laughing they probably didn't give a shit to yeah be they probably they didn't probably but I, didn't care. I, I do remember always thinking it that like i was like always a little bit until you've been there for yeah. quite a long time yeah like i never knew anyone's name yeah which makes it a little bit awkward sometimes when like you're, you're four weeks into this gym yeah and you want to borrow something you still don't even know the guy's name to borrow yeah. it off yeah. but yeah. the same people are there all the time all the time yeah yeah, yeah so it's a little bit different i think when when i started crossfit and i said intimidating you kind of think it at first because that's what your your experience has been in the past yeah with training but then you actually realize that the, they were probably looking and then rather than thinking bad about you, they're actually like, oh, this guy's pretty good. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how maybe and they was, can help yeah, you. Yeah. And that was usually the response that I got, like, was like a, a well done or something. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. you know, the, you know, we, they, that was just cool that someone actually would actually take the time to come up and say, oh, well done. That, that, yeah. that was good. Like, which you just never, never <laughs> experienced. If, someone, if you did that, like, at your normal, gym, normal gym and I did my like, bench press <laughs> and someone's, oh, that was good. I'd be like, what <laughs> get, <out>. get away <laughs> yeah. i think that's true what what do you guys think obviously the when you walk into a functional gym like ours or crossfit style of gym it's obviously very different there's you know we don't have mirrors so there's not this weird feeling of of of, of vain guys just tensing in front of the mirrors and stuff like that the equipment is different from changing room there's a lot of there's bathroom some, bathroom there's some tensing yeah, in there yeah, isn't yeah. there there's some tensing yeah. I've caught plenty of people <laughs> right, yeah. camera phones out camera right. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing actually is when people actually then they take a selfie in the changing room they've also been in there a long time and then they post on their Instagram <laughs> quite, quite shameless but but do you think do you think our environment like in a normal gym you've got all these machines that are complicated to use but then people walk into a CrossFit gym and say they're intimidated by a barbell, yeah. which actually is a lot more natural and a lot easier to use than, you know, where you have to put those pins yeah. in and you catch yeah. you. What do we think about I that? I think when people come in, they, they expect a, they expect a gym. They right. expect a, a gym in the, in the old school sense, in the right. kind of, you know, the global gym sense. And We've been asked plenty of times, you know, like, where, where are the machines? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. How, how do you get strong? Yeah. yeah. They walk in and just see a big rig in the middle with, with, kind of all space around it and yeah. they, they wonder where everything is yeah it's a I think it's a, it's a lot different dynamic but when when you started doing CrossFit and you saw that there were no mirrors in the gym like that must have put you off a lot <laughs> a little bit yeah a little bit yeah but no, no mate honestly what, what was your because I, I had a, a strange reaction to it what was your reaction when you sort of saw functional fitness CrossFit and, and there was no mirrors there 
yeah, just kind of had to get on with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of look look at yourself at the end of the session and realize your hair is all <laughs> you got spit all over your face because you worked so hard. And <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I guess from from my perspective, for a little while, I actually thought there was quite a lot of benefit to have some mirrors where you could actually see what's going on. But I think the more that I sort of do- dove into functional fitness and, and looking at how people's bodies moves, yeah. you actually realize how counterproductive Absolutely. those mirrors are. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd, I'd already started kind of making that transition to more, like it was quite funny the way that gym was laid out was uh, the, the gym I went to before CrossFit and it was all the sort of upper body machines and they were surrounded by mirrors. Yeah. And then you went up a couple of stairs and there was the, all the lower body stuff and there wasn't a mirror in sight. <laughs> and I'd actually spent quite a lot of time there because I'd sort of realized, oh, I actually need to squat to be good at rugby. Right. Which I hadn't done for the past like four years that I've been playing. Um, so that transition to no mirrors at all wasn't actually that bad for me. But bad. I went to a, a gym which gym? it was in, in Bali and they had mirrors and I actually yeah. found it way more distracting Quite than it distracting, was yeah. like because you find you, you look up and then see see yourself and it's just a little bit distracting when you yeah. especially with things like the things that people would say oh maybe I need it for self teaching in, in clean and jerk or yeah. but if you're not focused on what you're doing then you're a lot more likely to to yeah. hurt yourself yeah. I don't think you should be looking at yourself yeah. in, in the mirror plus you're having to mirror what you're doing and move in different ways to what it looks like, right? On the other side, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. But obviously that's where the the, the coach comes into play that that you don't have, I guess the the coach is kind of in replacement of the mirror. So I've just come in, I'm a little bit intimidated, although the machines are different and, and, and generally the environment's different. What do you guys think? Obviously we've got a lot of listeners that have been doing CrossFit for a little while. What part do they play in someone new sort of walking into that room? It's probably one of the most important roles, really, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah, the, the guys absolutely. that have been there, like, like I said, when I when I first started, um, those guys that were sort of waiting around, and then they would they would watch the whole rugby session, and, and you could hear them all, you could see them all chatting, and like, oh, who, who are these guys? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, and you think like, oh, you, you know, we're kind of on in their sort of territory. How long have they been here? Everyone yeah. seems like friends already, yeah, which you're yeah. not that used to at a gym. Yeah. That yeah. everyone in there is already friends. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. kind of used to everyone maybe having their headphones in and yeah. one or two people talking, but that's about it. Yeah. So you're like, wow, why, why do all these people know each other and already? Why, why are they talking? And so it's just it? like, it's usually on them that they come up to you and, and say hi. Like the your coach can kind of introduce everyone but yeah. and put you in groups, but it it's usually works really well that those, those guys will come up and say hi and just you know share a bar. And then once, yeah. well, once you said, once they've done one workout, yeah. Yeah. they're on first name, basis yeah. already yeah. and they know what each other do for work yeah and yeah. Yeah. the yeah they're, they seem mates yeah. just after one session really it's incredible one of my um pt clients mentioned yesterday when uh jo- johnny walked in mm. and he and he said that guy just hasn't stopped smiling for the last five minutes <laughs> <laughs> he went around the whole gym and shook everybody's hand and <laughs> said hello to everyone it's just yeah it's it's just very very different to to an ordinary dream I it's think a that bit different like the welcome that you get here yeah, though like yeah. it it is it's someone. If someone new came in, they, <laughs> maybe they would be a little bit intimidated because they would think that how well They're everyone knows friends. each other. Because yeah, yeah, Johnny yeah. walked in, and at least ten people screamed Johnny at the top, <laughs> at the top of their voice. Yeah. Like yeah. people just just shout things when people come in the door, and everyone's happy yeah. to see each other. Yeah. There's a big reaction. Yeah. Talking about the jargon, there's a lot of jargon that we use for time. I I remember so distinctly sort of when I started playing around with CrossFit in 2003 2004 Rookie actually would send me workouts and, and, and he wrote for time blah 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 and then three rounds and I just called him up one day I said mate what what does this even mean like what does for time mean he goes you just do it as fast as you can I'm like oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> but there's there's a lot of things like that we'll use that I guess like also is 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 a lot of jargon that people don't understand how do we break that down or how should people learn that oh, i guess you just kind of listen and remember really yeah. like I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not that much i don't think like amrap and emom and yeah. it all actually stands for pretty logical stuff like yeah. there's not that many things that that can really really throw you off but there is like I, I, sometimes when, you, when you're not realizing that you've got new people in the class i'll say okay we've got a 20 minute amrap 
and someone will come up to me at the end and uh, at the start, sorry, I'm like, uh, what, how do I do an AMRAP again? Because yeah, they think it's yeah. one of the actual one ex- of the movements, one of the, exerci- <laughs> one of the exercises. Yeah, yeah. so they think they have to do twenty reps of an AMRAP. But yeah. that's again where the where the kind of community feel come comes into it because yeah. people are in, might be intimidated to ask us as coaches. Yeah, um, but but they know that they can ask anyone else in the class and, yeah. and they'd be more than willing to help. Every single person has been that new guy yeah every so. single person in here has been the new guy at one let's stage. jump into that and the asking side obviously we're we're quite sometimes i would say strict and a little bit aggressive on the number of phil, qu- phil especially <laughs> probably yeah, one is well. fine <laughs> one on the, question on, on, on the number of questions but let's just clarify this if you've been coming for six months <laughs> one a day and you no, that's too much and you don't know what amrap means yeah you've you've probably got like what do they call it in school the political way you've got a learning disability yeah. or are you still allowed to yeah. say that yeah. so you're not fully Dumb. retarded but <laughs> you've definitely got a learning disability but I think that's more than anything isn't it I think if you if you sort of pay attention at the start and ask I don't think I've ever barked at anyone in their first five sessions <laughs> who's asked a question because yeah. I still quite <laughs> quite nice <laughs> but th- I think after that, so the point I think the point here is ask as many questions as you can at the at start, the start yeah. because and, I mean it's like anything in life, isn't it? We expect that when you've asked those questions, it's better to ask. It's like when you meet someone and you forget their name, and you've like if you ask them six months later, oh, what's your name? And I've been calling you mate for six months. You yeah. actually look a bit stupid, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the best thing is is to ask what's going on there. Talking about getting started, obviously a lot of people have different goals. And I think this is one of the biggest sort of things that people will go to some frequently asked questions later, but it's one of the biggest things like from, from you guys' point of view, like what's realistic at the start? Like what should people be putting in their minds? You know, they've, I always say to people, so you know what CrossFit is? They're like, yeah, you've watched it on YouTube, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, they're so keen and, so what do you think, guys, is, is, is realistic? Like, How should people be setting goals at the start? I think at the, at the start, um, it's, it's always good to have a, a long-term goal. Right. So m- maybe a year or two years, whether it's to kind of run a marathon or, or back squat 100 kilos or yes. wh- whatever it is, to have a, a long-term goal. But then to break that goal up into, into six or seven small chunks. Yeah. So w- within th- three months, they're going to run a... 22 minute 5k yeah for example yeah, yeah. within six months they're going to run a 45 minute 10k right so so the long-term goal is being kind of it's still there and, yeah. and, and that's still the target but it's broken down into more achievable more achievable yeah on a, on um, a more regular yeah. basis phil i think um it's quite important so when they come in and, and you kind of got two goals that were set and and that's like the uh, body composition goal yeah, that's uh, a useful which one, I, which isn't I think it? you can set straight away. Yeah. So we just get on the machine and encourage people to get on the machine on the first session. Yeah. 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 And you can set one pretty much straight away on that. Yeah. I think, but then with performance-related goals, I probably wouldn't encourage people to start setting them for a, at least a month. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe you do classes for like a, a, a month or yeah. something. Yeah. Because like you said, there a lot of people have seen CrossFit on on YouTube, um, yeah. and that is obviously showing the absolute pinnacle of the sport you yeah. know people doing ring handstand push-ups yeah and if someone comes in on the first session without ever experiencing it and they say oh, i want to be able to do that yeah which is what they would say yeah some yeah. people do it looked, yeah. it looked the coo- it looked the coolest and <laughs> they make it look easy yes so how hard could it really be yeah right yeah and yeah. then you get a week in and you're like i don't think this is ever going to happen for me <laughs> yeah right. you know, because maybe you can't do a push-up yeah if you can't do a push-up then a ring handstand push-up is a long off. long time away <laughs> yeah. yeah we're talking years probably yeah, for yeah. most people yeah absolutely so maybe those performance related goals kind of come after a, a month you've experienced all the new exercises got a feel for which ones you yeah. actually like yeah and want to motivate yourself to set goals for right um, you might get in and realize that you actually hate gymnastics but you love weightlifting and, and you're way more likely to chase a goal that you actually love yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably wait a little while to set set those type of goals. I think one of the things you just said there, like you might actually feel that you really like something. I think sometimes, like if people, if you look at eighty percent of our members, or I think, and I think this is sort of the same across gyms across the world. Like 
you know, they work hard, they work nine to five, they have families, they're, they're, they, they have other commitments. I think a lot of the time people should just drop it and just say, I'm going to the gym for a bit of fun. And then we'll see what happens. And then, like you say, Phil, like you might start to develop weightlifting. And I think we've really seen that within quite a few members that we've got here. Maybe they've come to us with one goal and they sort of start talking about it on the first day and you always listen and stuff. But then a month later, they're just having so much fun. No, no, my, the, my biggest motivation of the week is the Thursday workout. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 think things, uh, I think things definitely move around a bit. You said something there, Phil, that people one good measure and and one good tool that we've got is obviously the body analysis machine which isn't available in a lot of gyms and really tells a lot about it people jump on there they are where they are if you've got 20 kilos of fat it's really easy to measure as you say what if if you could give people because i think this is one of the things that people focus on a lot they want to lose weight but they're doing some basic things wrong. If you could wrap it up in a few points, you know, food-wise, because to, the, the gym's going to be great, but it's an hour a week. So food-wise, what are people maybe overlooking that they could make instant changes and get instant success almost within the first week? Just stop eating sugar. Anything yeah. that, anything that, that has sugar list. in. Yeah, <laughs> just this guy, so many notes. <laughs> stop it, yeah. This is my notes that you stole. I wrote all this down. You took it. Just because you're new, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Got to make an effort at the moment. I think that's, I think that's probably one of the yeah. things that we and, just... And that's the, the first thing all of us would say. Yeah. 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 All right. Second. Let's <laughs> but when you, when you talk about sugar, then it, it's, it's in a, a, lot, a lot of things. Yeah. And kind of just the more packaged stuff that you're sort of buying, if you want like a really basic thing, the more sort of package things you're buying yes the more likely it is yeah. i would guess to have sort of the additives and, and sugar and things yeah. like yeah. that if you can sort of walk into the supermarket and get everything from that the first part you walk into is usually vegetables and, and, and fruit and then it goes to like the the meat yes. fresh meat yeah and then you end up with all the rest of the stuff if you can get on oh no, 80 or 90 percent of your shopping which i think i do actually yeah. from, i probably yeah. fill my my trolley with 80 percent is from the vegetables yeah. and from the meat. Yeah, and I think, uh, and building on that point, which is it sounds really obvious, but if you if you're having to go to the grocery store every three days, you're probably eating the right stuff. If yeah. you, if you only go to the grocery store every couple of weeks, yeah. you're probably especially here. The stuff goes off. Quite stuff goes so off super fast, quick, yeah. especially fresh fresh fruit and vegetables. Yeah. I think that's a really good point, and I think like some people are are really overlooking that as well especially if they come in and, 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 and want sort of weight loss because the one hour of exercise five days a week doesn't, yeah, doesn't yeah. really help too I think much. people should do a little bit more research as well. In t- if, if, they're, yeah. if they're really wanting to make an effort and they really wanted to come in and, and train as hard as they, they do here, yeah. then I think they need to just spend a little bit of time doing a little bit of research on, on what's good and yeah. what, what's not. It's quite funny because when someone comes to us for the first time, no matter if they stay with us or they don't, we send them an email with a link to an article all about food yeah. and nutrition and then maybe two months later they're like can you help me on nutrition yeah. and it's like yeah <laughs> anyway i think that's i think that's it that what two really of, of, the, of the most important things to sort of get rid of that sugar get rid of the processed things and start to develop good eating habits so and then the sort of the frequency as well just yeah if you are if once you've sort of dialed that in and okay my main sort of a, a plate of my food is like a piece of meat and fish or, and then like you know plenty of vegetables and, and greens yeah and a small amount of, of like fats as well then the frequency is just when you're hungry really yeah. and kind of just base it off that a, a lot of people get really caught up on on how many meals you should be eating and, and weighing everything out, which yeah. we've talked about before a lot, yeah. that it's not very sustainable. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. It might it might work, and if you've got all the time in the world to, to do that to yeah. weigh your stuff, and yeah. then then great, go for it. But as a sustainable way, then just kind of it's a bit of a a, a learning process yeah. yourself, yeah. Um, and just kind of eat when you're hungry. Yeah, I think I think you're right there as as well, mate. Like people maybe are coming into the environment for the first time, they haven't done like. You take someone that's 35 years old, they might not have done any sports since they're 18. They, they're committed to come three or four times a week, which is a big lifestyle change. Then on top of it, they think they're going to weigh their food and, and mm. get super stressed out about everything. And it yeah. just it just doesn't really work. I want to drop in a question here from, from a listener, which actually comes in quite nicely at this point. One of our loyal listeners, Shadia, chucked this over to us and, and it fits in with what we're talking about today. She said the, she does jiu-jitsu. The jiu-jitsu competition season ended in June and not long after I started it 
I started to find it hard to stay on my diet as we're talking about food. I have no problem sticking to my training schedule as I genuinely enjoy both CrossFit and Jiu-Jitsu, but I'm finding it hard to eat clean. I'm also worried that it's started to affect my training because my body functions very well when I eat clean and train twice a day, but when I don't, it's harder to get through the two or three training sessions per day, and I feel like there's a notable, noticeable difference in my performance, which really sucks. I thought this would be motivation enough to clean up my diet, but I'm still struggling. Are there any good tips to stay motivated in off-season is the bottom line. I guess that kind of comes down to what Ben was saying about the... um, Because I don't know how long she's waiting for the new season to start, but that's obviously her long-term goal at the moment. Like, Shadia's in in here all the time. Yeah, yeah, and then she goes over to Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, if if she can kind of sort of map out the next... Um, so let's say it's eight months till she competes in, in jiu-jitsu again and yeah. set maybe one a, a goal a month or every every two months then it kind of holds her a little bit more accountable yeah um, I think it, it will be quite hard when you've got like it, it's a similar thing like for for us and, and, and Mia and Carmen that regionals is so far away so yeah. we've kind of picked out two or three smaller competitions at the right yeah. times to keep that motivation like I, fresh I, all the time I guess when she's talking about clean diet I guess okay maybe in the season she needs to have a certain amount or percentage of body fat so she she keeps that off season maybe you can afford that to go up one to two kilos so maybe she could just keep on measuring that on a weekly yeah, basis but, yeah. and but that should then be slight changes as opposed yes. to a dramatic change yeah, uh, yeah. obviously she's fallen into a trap where um, she did a little bit more or not eating yeah. so well yeah. uh, it's just a case of St- sticking with the diet that she was during during the season, yeah, but just tweaking it slightly, as, yeah. a, as opposed to changing it. As completely. opposed to big changes. And if yeah. it is off season, maybe just letting yourself relax a little bit. Yeah, like yeah, everyone loves Ben and Jerry's. Like just maybe, yeah, maybe must. maybe just relax about it because you know how strict you're going to be during your in season. And if you're competing at a really high level, yeah, then you end up being super strict there, and you know you can be craving quite a lot of foods then. Yeah. So. When it is your off season and you're allowed to be a little bit more relaxed and maybe enjoy it a little bit, yeah, that'll keep your stress levels low. Stressed. And yeah, people have been in. They're okay with no mirrors. They're okay with Ben's chest. They've sorted out their food. They leave, and we get an email from them the next day that they can't walk, <laughs> <laughs> or they come to a class three days later and they tell us that for the three days after the previous class they couldn't walk, they couldn't sit on the toilet, yeah, all those good. different things. What can we say? What can people be doing? Sort of, they leave their first class. It could have been anything, and 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 you can't, you can never tell. It's going to be a range of different things, or it could just be a load of squatting. What can they be doing to recover faster? I think this is one of the questions we get asked the most, but it's a real valid one. Very simple. Go for a walk. Yep. The next day, get up, move, yeah. move around, stretch a little. If you know stretches, yeah. Um, come back in and. It, even tell us, look, I, I'm I'm really struggling to walk, and we, yeah. we'll we'll go over some stretches with them. There's Absolutely. always coaches here. Yeah, um, I think that was one one thing I said to someone the other day. I was like, "You work in an office, yes. Tomorrow, don't sit at your desk for eight hours straight." Yeah. It looked at me all strange. I was like, yeah. "You'll feel terrible. Just get up and just keep just move around." around. Yeah. A lot of the time, you you can't. Um, there's there's no like you could go for a walk and you can stretch and things like that, yeah. but. So you, just deal with it. You're gonna be very sore the first few weeks. <laughs> if like, you haven't done like anything. I I still remember now. Um, I think it was two weeks into when I, I started doing CrossFit. Um, yeah. Like after after I'd quit rugby, I, I just did CrossFit. I did the classes. Yeah. And one of the classes was Karen. Or 150 walls. Oh my god! I really? remember how sore I was, and yeah. I. I couldn't walk up and down the stairs. Like it's not it's not an exaggeration. It's the same as what everyone else has yeah. felt here. Even yeah. though I was playing rugby and training for that three times a week, and I'd start I'd always doing gym training. Yeah. The first time I ever did 150 warbles is probably the most sore I've ever ever been. Yeah. Yeah. And there's really not much you can do <laughs> about yeah. it. But the next on. time I did it, I wasn't sore. Right. Like your body kind of so reacts to it. Better. Reacts yeah. to it like very quickly. Yeah. So kind of the first time you do everything, just expect to be sore. The muscles sore. will be very sore and it's not really a bad thing. Yeah. You just kind of have to get over it the first time. <laughs> and then the next time you do it, it's not as bad and not as bad again. And yeah. but before you know it, your volume can actually go really high. Yeah. Yeah. And unless I do something pretty stupid now yeah, yeah. <laughs> in you terms don't. in terms of volume it, it's very rare that i get you know super sore in that way yeah, now yeah but it, it, it happens to everyone um, yeah. i mean 
I did a workout. Phil gave me a little bit of a workout with the twists yesterday. Yeah. And right. I woke up this morning, and, and my back is is quite sore. Not yeah. not in a bad just way. Tight. Just because of the of the twisting. Yeah. So yeah. it happens just to everyone. It's a new it's just, thing. It's yeah. just normal. It's new. I remember it's when I first did a load of pull ups and got rubbed though. It was good too. <laughs> <laughs> but like when, when you woke up, like one of the, one of the things that uh, a lot of people aren't used to because it gets put out way too often in a bad way is that yeah. you just said that your back was a little bit sore mm. yeah i don't i think people really forget that your back has a lot of muscles in it yeah like it's yeah. just a big sheet of different muscles yeah. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of different things to get sore in there and they get used very often yeah, yeah. Like it's not when you woke up this morning i'm pretty you're experienced so you didn't wake up and think Oh my god! I just broke my back doing. <laughs> I just broke my back doing CrossFit. Damn yeah. you, Phil! Yeah. Damn you! <laughs> Obviously, we advise that if you are, you know, you're in pain and you've had maybe back problems before and things yeah. like that. But yeah. it's one of those bit of a misconception that all the time, like, oh, I'm going to get. Is this going to give me a bad back? Is this yeah. going to give me a bad back? Like, you need your back to be strong. Yeah, absolutely. So we're yeah. going to make you use it all the time. Yeah, it's going to be sore when absolutely. you use it in different ways. It's yeah. that it's that difference between pain and soreness. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. what people need to kind need of to figure, to, to figure out. The I think one of the biggest things as well is that people sort of start doing something and then they get involved in things like sports drinks, sports supplements, which a lot of them are, are back to what we're saying about food, full of sugar, and instead of just having a load of water after they worked out, they'll have maybe two or three I don't know, Gatorade or something like that because of that sweetness and their sugar stores are going to be depleted but that obviously slows down the, the recovery process as well. Ice baths are good. Ice baths good. But you need yeah. at least, at this time of the year, you need at least 10 bags from Spinney's. Yeah. Because I got five the other day. But mate, uh, it depends what quality ice you get though. The water is just so hot. tubes. Ah, it's just so good. hot coming out the tap. Don't buy, your ice at, uh, don't buy your ice at Emirat petrol stations. Why? They're the most pathetic ice cubes <laughs> ever. They're just not cool. You need those big, thick tubes. They work super well. But still, at least ten. Ten, ten. ten bags. Yeah. And that's that's good. That, ice baths are really that's fun. a good one. Let's <laughs> jump into some, some free... Like ice baths? I had one once. Once. Yeah. <laughs> once? Yeah. You don't like them? No. No. I too really. Yeah. They're good. When I was playing rugby, I used to like them a lot. But yeah. now... Now, not so much. It's a bit of a hassle to get it. And yeah, it's it's just too much. It's not about the hassle. Sometimes, if you, I, I actually believe as well, unless you're in a real thick training state and you need to recover super fast, which obviously sometimes we, we, we do, then I think more natural processes to heal are probably better in the long run. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different research and stuff on ice but generally when you this is one thing when you've had an ice bath you do feel real good yeah you feel amazing especially when you get in a hot shower afterwards <laughs> let's jump into some frequently asked questions and, and 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 folks if you still have some of these just let us know just come in and write them on the board and we'll answer them at our leisure no one a day just <laughs> drop us an email winning it in a fight.com as i've said forever honestly no question is a stupid question i guarantee you if we go back to what we were saying earlier about something like AMRAP, if you asked your class tonight of 20 people, can everyone just write down on a bit of paper what AMRAP means? Probably only about 20% would be able to do it. So <laughs> it's probably a question that, that, that a lot of people are thinking of anyway. One of the most commonly asked questions that, that I've seen when someone's come in for the first time, they're just starting out, is how many times a week should I come? For me, I, I always recommend uh, to start off with three or four times. Yeah. Um, what they don't want to do is, is kind of come in all excited, then start the first two or three weeks, come in six times a week, and just, be and just kind of burn <laughs> yeah. out after three or four yeah, weeks. Yeah, I agree with you. So start off, come in three to four times a week, see yeah. how their body feels, see how they, they, they can kind of um, put it into their into their daily life and family yeah. life and things and, yeah. and see how it works. See how see it works. See how I'm seeing what, <laughs> you've got, <laughs> what you've got coming up next. I think myself. you said something there that's, that's really important, Ben, as well. You said, like, see how your body feels. And I think sometimes people sort of get put off that they say, okay, yeah, I'm going to do three a week. I'm going to do Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. But when they get, wake up on Tuesday morning, they're still sore from, from Sunday. So there's really not much problem with them coming in Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday no, that week as well. No, so no, no, exactly. We, we can definitely move it around. But I think lose, listen to your body is, is, is super important. Yeah. Phil, you don't want people to come too often? Or is it while you're checking his notes? <laughs> I'll see what he's got on there. There's so much detail. <laughs> this is a good... I, I like to see how you answer this question. I'm not losing weight. Why? 
are you doing most common most common is that they're not actually doing what they say they're doing like they'll yeah. come and they'll work really hard in the gym and and then in their head they're like sweet i worked really hard in the gym i can go and have my beers or right. my, my ice cream or yeah. whatever right. it is right. and it takes a little while but then they start admitting it to you quite yeah. quite yeah. it's quite <laughs> easy to get it out of someone just give them like a bit of a stare and like yeah. what yeah. did you do this weekend like they'll get on the scales and be like oh my god i can't believe i've not put, lost any weight and you're like what happened and what you're like really here happened? we go yeah, yeah. here we yeah. go yeah. so that that honestly usually is the most common thing that people right. just find it a lot harder to change their food because yeah. they have to make that decision themselves like when yeah. they're in the gym then we'll tell you what to do and we'll shout at you if you're not doing it yeah and uh yeah and and you're always going to work hard yeah but you've actually got to put in the time outside outside of the gym to you know get your diet sorted properly i think one thing on that as well which i found has been really helpful for a lot of our members like if even if you are a good dude and 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 you read our nutrition guide and and you're sort of following it up i think sometimes it's it's a good exercise just to get a coach to have a look over your food i mean we send out a a four-day food tracker that the coaches are more than happy to to have a look at and you know I, i was working on one last week pulled a few sort of wholesale changes that i'm pretty sure is are, are going to make a difference so yeah. i think like you said mate like you, the reason why you're not losing weight is because you're probably yeah. not eating Plus, uh, well. a lot of people you kind of see it through different sort of generations as well that yeah like some people's idea of healthy you'll say oh how are you eating and the answer it's will always be well. oh i'm eating really healthy yeah and then yeah. you'll get the thing and the, the, the breakfast is four weetabix yeah, yeah. which yeah. is a little bit yeah. old school healthy because yeah. it's not really what we would uh, <laughs> we would recommend but yeah, that's absolutely. what you know it's just how they maybe how they grow up yeah and Weet- what your perception of healthy is right yeah. Yeah. Weetabix tastes really good as well. Yeah, I haven't had breakfast yeah. for very good. 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> do you all, could you get through a pack of 12, no problem? Oh, easy. Yeah. We used to have fruit bowls. Could you yeah, have yeah, yeah. my brother without the competitions milk. and who could eat the most? You eat them without the milk. That's yeah. a good oh, challenge. Yeah. How many not, not for pleasure, just oh, like cause cause it's it's punish, punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of sugar, though. If it didn't have a nice layer of sugar on it, it probably oh, wasn't no worth it. Really? Yeah, no sugar. Just milk. Oh, no. It's so disappointing. full thing of milk because it absorbs it all. Yeah. I've worst. come to my Don't first this. class. This is this is another sort of frequently asked question, isn't it? I've come to my first class, and I mean the way that the way that our programming works, and the way that CrossFit generally works. There's some days that you'll be absolutely flat on your back, and some days that maybe a little bit more strength based or, or skill based. So a question we see a lot is: do 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 I need to do some extra cardio? Not s- straight away. Yeah, um, and I think people have to get. One of, one of the things that you just said there that some days it's you, you're, you're laid on the floor and yeah. some days you might finish and be like oh it wasn't too hard yeah. that's kind of purposely how it's programmed a lot of the time yes um, sometimes you're just a superstar and you did really well good yeah. job yeah. or you didn't go hard enough but, <laughs> or you didn't go hard yeah. enough yeah. but we, we don't program the classes to absolutely smash you every day a week yeah because the, the class is really programmed for someone that comes Sunday to Thursday right so five and then, days and then maybe rest the weekend yeah so that's yeah. what we kind of kind of look at so if I smashed you Sunday Monday and Tuesday yeah you're probably not going to come on Wednesday Thursday yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's why you see that like some days is like a barbell workout and yeah. maybe the next day is more cardio based like right. you saw with today's workout yeah, very absolutely. different yeah so you can continue to come day after day. Right. If you've got a little bit more performance-related goals yeah. and you've been coming for a while, your body can handle all the volume really well. You, yeah. you don't really get sore anymore. Yeah. And you've got the extra time for it not to be a stress. Yes. Then maybe put in a little bit of extra cardio right. two or three times a week. But, but I think the key, like you said, mate, is just to let it roll for a couple of weeks. Yeah. The program's based on five days. Go through two cycles of five days and then start to worry yeah. about sort of what's happening. Yeah, right? just trust it, isn't it? Trust yeah. Everybody says the same thing. Just trust the program. Trust the program. One thing, we get one comment from girls and another comment from guys, which is related to something very similar. Girls often say, oh, I'm using a barbell arm doing pull-ups. Will I get bulky? <laughs> and on the other side, I think a lot of a lot of guys who have generally spent too much time in gyms where there's a lot of other guys just pumping weights, they're worried that they're going to lose size. So what, what do you think about those two concerns, one from the girls, one from the guys? I guess, I guess the answer is kind of, of, of yes, but it, it's based on on what your what your a stereotypical opinion is of, of those things like yeah. they come in and, and they probably see Carmen and, and Mia and, yeah. and I've had girls come in and they, they look at them and, and you know they think that they're, they're big yeah because 
stereotypically they are probably bigger than, yeah, than the girls yeah. that you see at yeah. Fitness First and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's because they compete at a, 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 a regional level, trying yeah. to be at a world level yeah. at yeah. a sport. Yes. Like so, they are trying to add on extra muscle mass. Right. If you want to do that, there is there's a way to do it and a way yeah. to train for yeah. it. Yeah. If you look at the general population that we have in the gym, yeah. it's definitely not, you know, that what most of the the women look like. Yeah. And then with the guys, if they are like a big, muscly dude that's yeah. only ever done, you know bench like Ben <laughs> then they probably will lose a little bit of size yeah because yeah. they've never done so much cardio before yeah but I mean th- yeah with the like mix they, up so they probably will lose a little bit of size b- yeah but I'm guessing if you're coming here from doing bodybuilding yeah you don't actually mind that much about that because you want to do the cardio right yeah. but what's not going to happen is that you go from being 100 kilos yeah and 10% body fat to yeah. 80 kilos and 10% body fat in the first two weeks because all your muscles just disappear right, right. right. which I think is what people really I mean, worry about a, it's funny from the guy's perspective when I, when I was playing rugby I was sort of 98 99 kilos and obviously a lot of that not a lot of it was fat I probably had a little bit more muscle but I definitely had to carry a little bit more fat and was able to carry more fat and, and needed to be that size but if you look at if you look at sort of the physique I had then, the physique I have now, yeah. sort of ten years later, longer, I'd rather have the physique I had have now because it's yeah. more functional. It yeah. can do more things. Yeah. It, it, I don't know if it looks better or not. But you know, I think some of it does, the, mate. Does it? Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you didn't even see me. You, you were still <laughs> in, you were still in primary school when I was the, playing the pictures when you had the Mohican. <laughs> yeah, that was very good though. That was <laughs> oh, he looks better now. We we're talking yeah. about haircuts after, but now he's got a Ben. He's got a Ben. A ben. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite that high, <laughs> but I, th- I think those are those are definitely some of the things that that guys and girls worry about. But I've, I've actually genuinely never really seen a girl go to bulky from doing regular classes and also been playing around with it for quite a while bulky is probably being used in a bad way yeah, yeah. like yeah. yeah i definitely don't think there's anything wrong with the way that mia and carmen look no yeah like that it's just a, a really bad it's a really bad word like yeah. that gets used and I, I got it asked last week and yeah i don't the girl didn't actually come back right um and she, she looked at, at the girl's and said, "Will I get? Will I get bulky? I've got a big frame." Yeah, you know, she she believed. I think I don't know if she believed that all of a sudden she was going to turn yeah. Her, yeah. her body type into into some you know, yeah really muscly and and would, wouldn't like that. So yeah, it, yeah. it's 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 yeah, it's a really bad word that get that gets used, especially with the girls. Like, the girls. and it's just a bad st- I, stereotypical. I, I actually opinion. see a lot of bulky girls kicking around, and I define bulky because they're fat. Yeah, like they're just they're bulky yeah. from fat. That's yeah. that's where the bulk's coming from. Yeah. It's not it's not from okay. If you look, we'll go back to 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 Carmen Amir. They they look big, but they because they have a lot of muscle. Yeah. They don't have a lot of fat. Yeah. And you wouldn't use that word to describe them though. Bulky. No, you wouldn't. No. You, and the, in the way that it gets used in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. in the bad uh, way. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a really really bad word. They, they should use. just come in and see the see the classes. Yeah. see the class members. Yeah, see true. what kind of shape the class members are in. I mean, all sorts. So, so don't walk in and, and just kind of look at us guys and, and yeah. Carmen and Mia and think, oh my god, everyone's uh, going to be like you that. know everybody's going to be like that. We train twice, yeah. sometimes three times a day. Yeah, yeah. You know that, that that that's not kind of realistic for everybody. That's not what everybody does. Come yeah. in, see the classes. Uh, yeah, and see I what mean, people are. Yeah. In there. What are the frequently asked questions do we have kicking around? I know there was one sort of when people have, this is probably not so much from from beginners, but when people have been coming a while, we we hear it because in the start they have sort of beginner's gains where their strength numbers will go up super fast and then they sort of three months in, four months in, they start to plateau and suddenly CrossFit's not as good anymore. Mm. How do we deal with that? That's going to happen. That's going to happen. The first three, three to six months, you're going to see massive increases in yeah. strength, in in cardio, and everything. Yeah. And then it's just going to slow down. Yeah. Uh, and and that's where you got you just have to get your head down and start working. Yeah. And not expect such. And and exactly not expect so much big gains because if if you keep going at, at the same pace as you do for the first six months, yeah, you'll everybody will be going to the games in, yeah, in a year's exactly. time, <laughs> which, which is, is what makes me think. Yeah. Phil, best question. In a good way that someone new to the environment, new to the gym, has asked you. I think I know what your answer should be. Oh, really? Yeah. 
You but I want you to answer it. You didn't it put first. this on my prep sheet. What is this all about? <laughs> I'll check Ben's notes. Surprise then. question. <laughs> Best question in a good way. Yeah. Like most most decent question that you know. Oh, I, I think it is. Okay, you tell me what the answer is, so I don't have to answer it. When someone came to your intro class and she said, "When can we play table tennis?" Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably uh, probably one of the. But I mean, de- decent questions that we we see from people are, are generally related, sort of around around those things that we've we've, we've covered off there, like food. Yeah. How often sh- sh- should I be coming? Right. It's good. It's just, it one of the the best things is when someone someone new comes in and maybe they don't ask a lot of questions but they, they actually you can just tell that they're listening listen well yeah and uh, and, and then they, they absorb the, any information that you're giving them and then they ask something productive about you know yes. the, the movement and stuff like that yeah um and that's, that's 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 when you know that it's actually quite satisfying to teach someone when they're, when they when they're taking it in and, yeah. and asking good, good questions like like that on on, on movement based questions. But yeah. ping pong is also good. What's the worst question that Mohammed Kasim's ever asked you? Oh, it's, it's too many. Yeah, ben, good questions, bad questions. Anything else to add to the sort of frequently asked questions there? Uh, bad questions are what's the workout after you've just explained it three times. <laughs> so uh, back to what Phil says, just listen well. Just listen. That will yeah, help us listen. out a lot. Uh, good questions. I mean, just kind of. <sighs> Uh, how go- how good do you think I could be? Yeah, or yeah, that's always nice. How, how much it? better do you think I will be in yeah. in six months' time yeah. when when people are prepared to work? Yeah, yeah it's always good. It's good when someone a lot of sometimes people say, "Oh, is it okay if I go light and work on the technique?" Like yeah, the that's, guys a, nice and, you know, that's like, a really nice yes. question. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's a really <laughs> good question. Yeah, yeah. One really difficult question. It's not really a good or a bad. Yeah, but it's really difficult. Yeah, a lot of new people say, "How much weight should I put on the bar?" Yeah, and then you're like. Uh, fives? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Five, I kind of have to look up and down and you feel a little bit bad, but you're trying to, you're trying to guess how strong someone is and yeah, then they either can't do it or they do it really easy and you're like, oh, that's yeah. Like <laughs> I think that's one of the, I, I agree with you. That's it's really like, difficult. We obviously want to push people to put as much weight on the bar as they safely can and you might have someone that's quite new in the class and also wants to jump on that and then sort of have to bring them down but I guess that's something from from a coaching perspective that we need to maybe, maybe address maybe we'll do a uh, maybe we'll do a, a, a uh, members podcast where they, they can go through us yeah. <laughs> oh imagine that one one final members view. podcast yeah, yeah. No. just give them the mics <laughs> and let them go to town <laughs> who would you pick who Savage pick? Anton and Noble that uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. that'd be a great yeah, one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we could, who who would be the uh, Claire doesn't work would, anyway. Who She's would lead it though? Claire enough. She knows things. Yeah, she, she knows. Do you reckon she knows how the gizmos work over here and the timing and everything? Yeah, I don't actually know, but uh, she knows. One question that people and I think this sort of wraps it up, and it's we've answered a lot of questions, so hopefully people get it. But I think this is a nice one to finish on. People ask, "Is CrossFit for me? How yes. do you how do you answer that?" In yeah. some shape or form, then yes, it is for everyone. Yeah. For everyone, but right? It, it's very that sort of um, the way that it, it's been said in the past by and by sort of Greg Glassman and the guys that you know run it is that it is for every CrossFit is for absolutely everyone. Yeah, I think you have to kind of take that with a little bit of caution. That yes. and that this is why we started the class based fitness. Yeah, because. The mainline CrossFit classes at most gyms yeah. maybe aren't for everyone. Right. Uh, and, and I think it takes some, uh, a definitely an, an introduction period yes. to pushing your body to that intensity because that's the main thing we want. We yeah. want you to be able to get intensity and volume right, yeah. and be able yeah. to work at a really high level. Yeah. It's really hard to do that if you've not exercised for the last well, 20 years. And if you can't move your body correctly, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. We, we always kind of introduce it now yeah. with base fitness yeah. or a one-on-one session yeah. maybe you need some personal training first yeah but the end goal for everyone is to be able to get into the main class yeah so hopefully at some point yes it is for everyone yeah but in saying that it's not everyone come in and just go straight into the class together there has yeah. to be some sort of introduction period and that's why base fitness works i mean it, we, we go over we teach all the movements yeah we can kind of assess them every, every single session and see if they can move correctly and see and you can and still achieve the intensity so oh, absolutely. people are still going to get absolutely. a decent and, and, and tough workout yeah and it's, it's a lot less intimidating as well we come upstairs we're, yeah. we're out of the way of the the crash and bang from yeah. downstairs which some people don't like yeah and um it's, it's just ve- it's just very very 
good. The amount of members that would people. actually benefit from a month of base fitness, I think yeah. they, would, they would be. They would, a lot of people, if you, if you suggested it to every single member, yeah. they'd oh no, I'm not going to base fitness. Yeah. The amount of them that would actually benefit because yeah. the the way that we programmed it. So in one month, yeah. in the four week cycle, you go through ten sort of major movements where yeah. you spend half an hour learning it, right. and then the rest of the time is filled in with like high intensity cardio or body weight movement type stuff. Yes. So the amount of people that would actually benefit from that is, is very... Yeah. I remember when I was yeah. teaching base fitness a couple of months ago and the movement was deadlift into a deadlift hypo. And I just found that the best way to teach that was just to be demonstrating it. Yeah. And literally, after the first 15 minutes, I was absolutely wet through. <laughs> it was really, really, you know, but it was it was good because I was putting my body in, in, in a good position. But, yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's very hard. And, it, and it's another good way for the members to kind of understand the movements. And yes. Because it, it's a, loss le- a lot less intimidating yeah. when five people don't know what a movement is called yeah. than when you're the only one in, in, in a mainline class of yeah. 20 true there we go that's it starting from the bottom that's how you get started a lot of your frequently asked questions hopefully answered if you do have any more drop us an email or as phil says you have a budget to spend (laughs) of one question a day and if you're smart don't waste it it. (laughs) if if you're smart as well like you could get someone who's quite quiet who knows what's up like to ask your second question so you need to make friends they don't roll on day to day to do that but one, one of the things just to finish up that I do say to everyone in base there's two most important things for me when you when you come into the gym one is that you're safe and two is that you're having fun and I think sometimes well I know sometimes people put safety second <laughs> but uh, I think sometimes a lot of the time as well like it has to be fun it's something outside of of, of, of your daily life it's something that can become a big part of your life but it's something that's going to make your life a lot better if you enjoy it a lot more so Ben thank you very much mate thank you Phil thank very, you very welcoming very happy <laughs> definitely <laughs> Those, come back. those that listen often will know <laughs> what that means. Those that don't. Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers. Thanks a lot for tuning into this episode of the podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And thanks, as always, Ben and Phil. Very useful and thought-provoking insights. If you do have a moment, hop over to iTunes, rate the podcast. We'd appreciate that. If you want to see the video version, hop over to our YouTube channel and check that out. And guys, if you do have any questions, concern, or topics that you want us to address in the podcast, just drop us an email, winning at innerfight.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. And a massive shout out goes to our show sponsors, Kareem. Remember, download the Kareem app, sign up and register with a valid credit card. Use the promo code innerfight for up to 100 dirhams off your first ride with them. And if you're coming to the gym, use the promo code inner. If you're leaving the gym, use the promo code fight and you will get 10% off your ride with them. Until next time, take care.